right? Like, why is a lightning chasing me? I bet. Okay, third time you got hit in his front yard in the shoulder. The fourth time. Holy shit. The fourth time. You are listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Dude Nature Podcast. I'm here in the reactor with my brother, Adam. He is on the clock now and getting paid. So you're a professional podcaster. Do, do, host, Mish. <laughs> Definitely do on the clock. Mish. Definitely podcasting on the clock. That's right. That's When's right. the last time you guys listened to Do Haas by Rammstein? Was it, was it yesterday? Was it today? Adam. It should be right now. Adam Gripes. Guys, these are the gripes where we gripe to each other for 30 seconds each about something mildly irritating. So I'm going to start with my gripe today. My gripe is when people take dog poop. That their dog poops outside. Yeah. You know what? Dogs poop, right? Humans poop. Dogs poop. Right? I saw have you read huge dog shit on my run today. Have you read the book Everybody huge. Poops? Right? In We're that book, I learned that everybody, off everybody actually poops. Start off the pot with If poop you pick talk. up dog poop, it goes into trash cans outside. It doesn't go into the trash cans in the apartment building. You know why? Because it makes the apartment smell, lobby smell, 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 smell like smell. dog poo. So your, right? gripe, your gripe is. So my gripe is, please don't throw away your dog poo in the apartment building. Please throw it away outside like a normal person. What's your gripe? My gripe is my best sweater. So my best sweater, you know, dear listener, you know your sweater that is like the warmest, the most comfortable one, like your go-to when it's cold outside in the winter. My, I have one of those. Unfortunately, it looks heinous. Mm-hmm. So it's a really ugly sweater, but I want to wear it all the time. What is it? The wool one? Yeah. It's literally the one on the floor over there that I threw on the floor because it's so Stinks, gross. Smells. Yeah. Adam said that it smelled. And I think that you said it smelled because it just looks so gross. Yeah, in other words, so, do, do host In sweater. other words, my gripe is that my most comfortable warm sweater also looks disgusting. So I can never win. I'm either cold or, or look like shit. Hey. All right, Noah. Yeah. It's time to play a game. Let's do it. All right. Name the professional sports team. With a name or iconography that has to do with extreme weather. Okay? So let's start. We'll go. Oh, I, I we'll got go, it. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. We'll go league by league. Okay? Let's go with the NHL first. Yeah. Go Ready? ahead. Avalanche. That okay. was the first one I thought of. Please answer in the form of a question. What is the avalanche? And Alex. Say Alex. Alex, what is the avalanche? Okay. There are two other teams in the NHL that have weather names. In the NHL? Yeah. One's just in, shut up. Just shut up. You got to give me like a both second. Both in the South. Both in the South. Bofa in the South? Bofa in the South. Okay. Um, hurricanes. Charlotte. Yep. Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, yeah. Carolina Hurricanes. And then there's one more. Yep. One just more. T- in, t- one more in Florida. Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes. Okay. Very good. Let's go to the NBA. There's okay, one in the NBA. There's one in the NBA? Yep. Okay. Can you just shut up for a second? So sure. I'll shut up. up. I'll shut right up. Don't worry, I'll just check my outlook over here. See everything's everything's kosher. Fuck it, just tell me. That was too long. Um, it is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh my obviously. god! And remember, the course. Warriors' old mascot is is Thunder. Yeah, and Minnesota Timberwolves, like a Timberwolf. Not That's a, not a weather. Not that's weather. Nothing, that's literally a, nothing to do with weather. Uh, how about the WNBA? I'll just give you that one. Seattle Storm. Okay. How about Arena Football? I'm going to give you that one too. It's the Tampa Bay Storm. How about college football? You can get this one. College football? Yeah, here's your hints. The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson was a former player Don't at the school. Don't care. Just tell me it. University, the U of Miami Hurricanes. Yeah. Cool. Okay, uh, a lot go. of sports teams named after weather. Um, on a popular team organizing app called Team Snap. Okay. The most popular name for a team <laughs> in their database is the Thunder. Thunder first and Tigers second. And where's Huskies? Mia Hamster's third. Really? No, not really. Thunder first though? Thunder first, Tiger second. No, what is our topic today? Our topic is thunder and lightning. Par usual, we have an absolutely packed episode. I don't know mm-hmm. how we pack it in all the time. We're going to start off with how does lightning work? Then lightning as a weapon. Then biggest lightning strikes ever. Then the most lightning strike, strike places in the world. Then we're going to have our halftime honey. Then lightning and the human body. Mm-hmm. Adam, 
begins that don't suck. You have 60 seconds to tell us everything we need to know to enjoy the episode. Thunder and lightning. Are you ready? I am absolutely ready. Let me just and get voice, a little answer bit. that I'm ready in a question. Let me just get my horn going. There we go. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go. All right. Lightning strikes the Earth's surface about 100 times every second. It's brilliant flashes of hot white light flicker across open prairie. Or, Noah, beams of energy hit the world's tallest building, and their flickers dance across an open lake while fishermen run for cover. Don't go boating when it's lightning out. Okay? Don't do it. Lightning, while five times as hot as the surface of the sun, is only about two centimeters across, actually. And that white flash that we see, which lights up the sky, is the near gigajoule. A gigajoule is approximately one fuck ton of energy. I checked. It's only two centimeters across. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. So thin. Of energy released from the negative particles in the cloud, meeting the positive particles on the ground. So in this episode, we explore lightning and its physics, its applications, and its overall weirdness. And so, Noah. Yes. What is our theme? Our theme for today is the power of nature. Power of nature. Power. Quick shout out to all our friends in Colorado. We had a great time with you. And thank you for helping us come up with this episode title. Oh, did they? Yeah, they helped us come up with uh, lightning. We had a discussion at dinner, and I realized I didn't know how it works. So anyway, first, <clears throat> first category, how does lightning work? Adam, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Here's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to teach my brother monkey yep. how lightning works. And then he's going to repeat it back to me. And then I'll know that I've clearly communicated how it works. Okay? Sure. Yeah. And again, this is high level. Okay? So particles that have a positive and negative charge pull towards each other in a cloud. Okay? So imagine a cloud. Everyone get a cloud in your head. Okay? It's got a bunch of positive and negative charges in it. Right? Adam, say right that you're understanding. Right. I understand. Okay. When there's, when there's a bunch of wind, like a turbul turbulent wind in a storm... Those positive and negative charges, they go to either side of the cloud. Mm -hmm. Okay? So the positive charges go to the top of the cloud, and the negative charges go to the bottom of the cloud. And right. that's caused by wind. Mm -hmm. All right? So once these charges are separated, what happens is it makes it into an electric field. <laughs> so lightning, lightning starts to strike inside the, inside the cloud and also like in between other clouds. It essentially forms a battery with two poles. Very good. Very good. All right. So that's why in a lightning storm, when you look up in, in the sky, sometimes you'll just see like rumbling and light there. Like that's because lightning goes lightning goes on up in the sky a lot. A, I can't believe I didn't get a lightning strike sound effect. I was going to tell you to do that, but um, I just felt like you had it. But then, you know. You know what I do it. have instead of that? What? Have you ever been that's in good. an airplane and you are in a thunderstorm and you can see the lightning dancing across the clouds, right? So lightning doesn't just hit the ground. It also... Goes between the clouds. I think for the yeah, I think for the most part it goes between the clouds. Not sure, but anyway. So cloud particles separate on either side. Positive goes to the top. Negative goes to the bottom. When that cloud moves over the ground, Adam, what happens? And this is really cool. You can actually see this in slow motion with some slow motion cameras. Mm -hmm. Is that the negative particles send out like a feeler? What can you see with the? You can see cameras? the you can see the feeler go go down. The tendril. The tendril. Oh, so it, but it doesn't connect. Well, so just listen, okay? Listen. So, so the cloud goes over the ground, okay? Negative feeler, a negative pathway basically goes, it goes down on the ground. And what's it searching for? It's searching for a positive charge. Yeah. Okay. So let's say that there is a lightning rod on the ground, mm -hmm. okay? Just a big metal rod, all right? Cloud, clouds going over. Rod, rod gazinia. Yeah, rod gazinia. Yeah. Rod gazinia. Cloud goes over. It's shooting the, the negative particles down, Okay. And then, it's, and then once the negative particles get pretty close to the ground, the lightning rod is like, oh, there's some negative particles there. It starts to shoot positive particles up. It, the, the positive particles of the lightning rod start to get attracted to the negative particles. Okay. Yeah. And this also happens. It's not just the lightning rod. If a human being was standing there, when these negative particles come down, you start shooting up positive particles to it. So they're attracted to it. Right. Am I making sense so far? Yeah. I mean, you can see this effect really well with magnets, I think, is the best. You know how the positive end of a magnet and the negative end of a magnet attract to each other? Yeah. If you hold those, yeah. if you hold those two ends apart, what you've done is you, in the middle right there, you've created an electric field where if you dropped iron, like little iron shavings, probably done this in, in school, yeah. in the middle, it will fly to one side. So you're building up pressure between 
the positive and the negative charge so much so that eventually it leaps across the gap to meet each other. Yes. Sorry to steal your thunder there, but keep going. <laughs> All right. So once once the positive and negative pathways touch. Right. Noah's doing a finger to I'm, another finger. I'm putting, I have a, I, I, it's like the, what's that, the, the, the thing? E.T. No, like no, no, ETs. no. The chapel. The chapel Sistine, with the dude. It's like Sistine Chapel. Sistine Chapel with the dude pointing. Okay. I got one finger coming down, one finger coming up. Yep. Once the pathways meet, boom. Once the pathways meet, boom. That's, that's when the that's when the discharge happens. Five times harder than the surface of the sun. White, brilliant flash of fucking lightning. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you fucking said that because what causes the sound? Oh, the thunder. Oh yeah. So what causes the thunder? Like Adam said, once those pathways connect and the discharge happens, which is where you see the big flashy light, it heats the it, perfect. It heats the air around it to. 54,000 degrees, which, as Adam said, is five times hotter than the surface of the sun. So <laughs> the sound is actually caused by the heated air around that two centimeter thick lightning bolt expanding. Right. It, so basically the air around that bolt expands so fast that it creates a shock wave. Because it's so hot, what happens when, when particles experience heat is that they start moving and expanding quickly. They get cold, they shrink, and they slow down. Hot move and expand quickly. And you're saying that it's so hot that they go so fast that, that the vibration creates an, uh, a crazy thunder sound. Besides you stealing my thunder in the thunder episode, yes. Okay. That's exactly right. It, it gets so hot and expands so fast that it actually creates a shock wave. So when you see the lightning flash and hear that sound, that, that, like, that boom, it's that shock wave from the heated air. And then the rumbling, you know how you hear the boom and then the rumbling afterward? It's like boom, boom, rumbling, boom, and the rumbling. The rumbling is the air actually vibrating from that shockwave. The air just continues to vibrate and it Ooh, just rumbles. Yeah, like the rumble. The rumble yeah, yeah, thunder. yeah. So that's dope. So basically that is how lightning and thunder is go. created. There it is. There you fucking go. We fucking go. explained it. That's why, that's why we fucking, we fucking professionals, bitches. All right. Let's talk about lightning as a weapon. You know we had to look into this. Now we get to the good stuff. Okay, by the way, if you've never read the sci-fi book Ball Lightning by Six and Lou, he's the author of Three Body Problem. Is that good? It's good shit. What did you think of Three... It's weird. What'd you you have of... to be a fan of his, I think. What did you think of Three Body Problem? I loved it. You hated it. I didn't hate it. I just think it's a little slow. It's a little slow motion for me. You know, it's, it's not pretentious enough for you. I mean, it's, pr it's plenty pretentious. Everyone not enough for you. People love it. Not enough for you. It's fantastic. Um, Careful what you say or I'm going to hit you with another Yoshi tongue. <laughs> in 20... <laughs> just hit me with what? Yeah. In 2012... Yep. The internet went crazy when the U.S. military showed off a prototype lightning weapon with a grainy-ass picture striking a car. That's like some Iron Man shit. Yeah, it is. The weapon works the exact same as lightning. So someone holds it. A laser creates the path, just like the negative and positive path created from the clouds. So a laser simulates that path. And once the path hits its intended tar target, it the, the thing that you're holding... Like the device creates a charge just like the cloud, and it just shoots an a electric charge down the path. Is it holdable? Is it like a, a gun that you can hold? Like a yeah, gun? I actually couldn't find a picture of the. There's only a picture of lightning striking a car, and then articles on that that was from the military. They don't they don't show what is it like a cannon or a handheld weapon? It's a handheld weapon that generates. So it generates. Excuse it repels me. the excuse negative. Me, excuse me. It's 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 a cannon. Sorry. Yeah. I don't think that anyone's ever held one. I think that it was like in a stationary. So it basically builds up so much uh, attraction between the gun and the particles, uh, wherever it's pointing, that an electric force jumps from the gun to the. That's right. It like, literally acts just like the cloud. Okay. The the. The weapon itself is the cloud, and the laser pointer is the negative and and, and positive particles. Yeah, and then just shoots it right down that path. So, what else about this weapon? Um, basically, it was deemed very impractical. Shooting lightning out of a shooting, gun. shooting lightning was deemed impractical as bullets are really cheap and they basically do the same thing. And it requires a laser capable of ultra short short pulses and a power source that can act as a cloud. Yeah. Okay. Cool thing in uh, ball lightning is basically that they create a weapon that it itself doesn't shoot a lightning, but it, like, you can target something, and then lightning from the sky will hit that target. Oh. So basically, you target something, and it attracts the lightning from the sky to hit that. So That you, seems more practical to me. You, like, you like push the negative particles away from something so much that a storm would target it? Is that it? 
Or you, what happens in ball or lightning? You, or you throw the positive particles to an why object. Why is it called ball lightning? Like a ball? Like why is it so called ball, ball? Oh, that's cool. So ball lightning is a real thing. It's it's a real phenomenon. Ball python. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always wanted a ball python. That's what I Girl, think. My, my fiance said she'd break out with me if I got one. Anyway. Good ball, thing you have a python in your pants. Yeah. There we go. There we go. That's my guy. All right. So ball, ball lightning is a real thing. And it's like a phenomenon that people don't know why it's happening. But what it looks like is a ball of lightning. That has been that has been like verified that this happens sometimes, and we have no idea why. It looks like a little ball of lightning floating around. Where where where, where does it happen? We don't know. We don't know. It's a phenomenon that they can't figure out. We don't know why it happens. It's a ball in the of book, lightning. In the book, ball lightning. What they find out is that basically the ball lightning is like a neuron of a macro universe. Right. Right, so like, there you go. yeah, it's a really cool book. You should read it. Okay. Okay. Weird YouTube corner. Okay. Obviously, when I was looking up lightning weapons, you found some okay, some railguns. There are a shit ton of dudes out there that are bored in their garage, just okay? want to launch projectiles, and they want to fucking make weapons, potato cannons. There is a whole. Do you know that there is a whole like YouTube internet corner of just dudes making weapons in their garage? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I'm not. I I'm just saying like there is. So some dude took two really sick looking swords. And he attached them together and then put a taser in the middle. Mm. And so he made an electro sword. <laughs> and then he put an LED light so it flashed. It's, it's like blue. So it's just like, it's this really sick blue taser sword. So if you get hit with a taser sword, you would get tased? You would get sliced and tased. Wait, so it, is the blue uh, like electricity going back and forth between the two swords? Yeah, the electricity is going up and down, up and down the swords. Jesus, how is it safe to handle? Is it rubber? He has a ton of shit on his channel, like arrows that are electric. Oh, he's a weapon maker. He just makes weapons in his garage. Jesus. Yeah. Um. So like, like the Star Wars. What's the thing? The vibro blade in Star Wars. It's it's like a vibro blade. Is that what it looks like? Yeah. You basically take take a sword and put a taser on it. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So it's like a taser and sword. So anyway, biggest lightning strike ever. Things I did during Rona. Things I did during Rona. Yep. Biggest lightning strike ever. This is according to the World Meteorological Organization. Mm -hmm. Let's go with size first. Zeus. Throwing it to Mount Olympus. Lightning. Okay. It being lightning. Yeah? Yeah. Zeus. Zeus. Papa Zeus. Back to my section. According to the World Meteor Meteorological Organization. Size. Biggest lightning strikes ever. Normal lightning bolts. They are about two to three miles long for context. Okay? So we're going to go runner up here, and then we're going to go to the first place. That's really long. Yep. In, two, in 2007, there was a measured 200-mile-long bolt in Oklahoma. Yeah. That's fucking long. 200 miles? 200-mile-long 200 lightning bolt. How, Imagine, how was that measured, and how did they know it was 200 miles long? Was it measured by this, the World Meteorological Organization. Was it coming from, from satellites? But I don't understand. Like, Was it coming from a cloud? Yes. And then it was going That's horizontal it, and then down? It bas Well, it basically goes horizontal. Right, because as soon as it hits the ground, yeah, it's done. It's right? done. So I don't know how, if you think about it, like how does the cloud shoot its negative particles like 200 miles like horizontally? And why did that happen? And why did that happen? That's pretty crazy. I don't know why that happened. So it's like cloud to cloud to cloud to ground for 200 miles. Yeah. I wonder how the fuck they measured that. Well, this the satellite measured it. That's amazing. It is amazing. Uh, but it's not as amazing as on October 21st, 2018. A spidery web of lightning went off over Brazil. Brazil has a ton of lightning. Tons. Went off over Brazil, stretching 440 miles across the sky. That's the length that is equivalent to the distance between Boston and Washington, D.C. And that's how big the so lightning was. So if you take was. Boston and Washington, D.C., that's how fucking long this strike of lightning was. 440 miles. And you can imagine all that charge building up for so much time until it gets to a critical mass where it just explodes. Imagine the sound from that. That's a lot of air to create a shockwave in. Yeah. It's a lot of thunder. The power of nature. That's amazing. Let's talk about lightning duration. Yeah. Do you know what the average duration of lightning is? Isn't it? It's got to be like a, a second. I don't know. Not bad. It's 0.2 seconds. 0.2. 0.2 seconds is the average duration. Right. So but when you see that flash, it's really just, but it's, I mean, so powerful, but it's But the flash seconds. isn't the lightning, right? It's the flash is you seeing the, the, light. the heat from the lightning. The lightning is two centimeters long. No, the, the flash is the is the electrical discharge, the power of the light, is the electrical discharge. Yeah, but the way we experience energy as humans is by heat and white flashes. 
Like if you were, you know what I mean? Like if you were a robot, I don't know if you would see that white flash because that's the way your eyes process that amount of energy. Yeah, but if you want to go down that rabbit hole, it's like, then I can just say that I process everything different. You know what I mean? We can go down, Alice. Okay, I'll follow you, Alice. Yeah. I see what you're saying, though. Okay. I understand. Yeah, totally. All right. Nothing. The average duration is 0.2 seconds. The runner-up. I'll start with the runner-up. Mm -hmm. Somewhere I can't and won't. Hey, France, you're welcome. Because, oh. I, because I'm not there even going to I'm not even gonna try and pronounce you're welcome, France. You're welcome, France. Because I butchered everything. I'm not going to try and pronounce it. It's somewhere in France. It was for 7.74 seconds. Can you please try? No, I Let's don't even, do I didn't even write I literally didn't even write it down. Because somewhere, I'm like, I'm so now we're just getting it. to somewhere in France. Somewhere in France. You're welcome, France. Not even like South. I did it for West, France. I did it for France. While we're on, on countries real fast, yeah. Australia listeners, I see you in the analytics and I love that you're listening. Thank you for listening. I don't know how our pod got to Australia, but that is awesome. Thunder down under. Okay, so... Respect. Love you guys. Mm -hmm. Anyway, somewhere in France, 7.74 seconds. Can you imagine a lightning hitting and just staying there for, and staying there? So what happens is it hits and then it just pulses. Mm -hmm. It just pulses for 7.74 seconds. What do you mean it, pul it pulses? It's like goes thin and then boom, 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 boom. It like it just pulses. It just stays there. Mm. It, so how, did, how does that happen? Not sure. I am not sure how that happened. Be oh, man. Just so... Well, you can think that maybe that cloud that it came from was just like such an epic electrical field. Like it was a huge cloud, right? Mm -hmm. That just shot this bolt down and just like it was tons of power. Power okay. of nature. Yep. Then in March 4th, 2019, a flash lit up Argentina for a whopping 16.74 seconds. Jesus. Can you imagine the lightning strikes that, that you know, that we've seen, that you've, you've probably seen is 0.2 seconds. This is... Almost 17 seconds of a lightning strike. Be outrageous. You might have noticed also that both duration and size records are in South America. Yeah, I got some more South America shit. There's okay. a lot of lightning down they there. They got a lot of light lightning. And that takes me to our next section. The most lightning strike places in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll like this. And the U.S. We're going to break it down to U.S. and then the world. This is information from AccuWeather, Weather.com, WeatherBug, and EarthNetworks.com. Are, are we going to Venezuela? We're going to go there. Okay. Am I stealing your thunder? So now I can take you there. Take me to Venezuela. So the so let's start with the U.S., okay? Yeah. Can the, I guess? It's got to be Florida. Good guess. Yeah. Here's how we're going to look at it. Yeah. Okay. A couple of misleading things on the internet. Mm -hmm. The only thing that matters is density of strikes. Okay. So, so Fox, so like Fox News is like Texas gets the most strikes, but... Texas is the big is a really big state, so it doesn't really say anything, right? Okay, so per area, so strikes per so, area. So the way that this one's measured is how many strikes happen over a year in a two mile square area. Mm -hmm. Do you get that? Yeah. Okay. Basically, again, this is density. The wet is pretty crazy. I'll I'll put this map on Instagram too. It looks really cool. Basically, the West Coast, almost all the way to New Mexico. Has very minimal lightning. Well, and, it depends where you are. Well, right? let's just listen. Just listen. Okay, uh, I got a lot of stuff to say about this. Yeah. Basically, it, we're going by state here, but you can also like so basically all the way to New Mexico. Okay, has mm -hmm. minimal lightning. However, there are like certain like cities and little mm -hmm. towns that mm -hmm. get a ton of lightning. Mm -hmm. For instance, Boise, Idaho. Yeah, is the number four city of getting lightning. But it's in Idaho, which gets barely any lightning. Yeah, but the city gets a lot. But the city gets a lot because of its proximity to mountains. Right. Probably. So when you right, so when you're talking about lightning, we're gonna I'm going state level first, then I'm gonna go into cities. Go ahead. So all the way to New if you just drew a straight line through New Mexico, mm -hmm. on the left side there's barely any any lightning, and then on the right side that's where the lightning really starts in the United States. Okay. Almost like you get to Denver, and then right like after Denver, that's when lightning starts. Yeah. Okay. Nothing ever good happens in Denver. <laughs> it's been said. <laughs> You've said it. <laughs> so California has basically two to three lightning strikes every two miles over a year. Not much lightning. Texas and Florida, they've got 40 strikes every two miles every year. Mm -hmm. But the two winners? Yeah. Kansas and Oklahoma. Yeah. The Prairie. Mm -hmm. They have about 50 strikes every two miles every year. Okay. So the top, the top three, depending on every, and on any given year, but they're usually almost always the top three states for lightning density are Kansas, 
Oklahoma, and Florida. Okay, the fourth one could be a toss-up between Texas, Louisiana, or Nebraska. But the top three is pretty consistent. Kansas, Oklahoma, and Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know why? Do you want to know why? Texas, Oklahoma, and Florida. Let's talk. Well, I can tell you why Texas, Kansas, and Oklahoma have like our big lightning states for, for lightning density. Oh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think about why they would be myself. I mean, Oklahoma also has tons of twisters, right? Hurricanes and stuff just, like that. Just weather. Not hurricanes, bad I mean tornadoes. Weather. Right. So why they're linked. They're linked. It's got to be because of the Rocky Mountains doing something to the plains. It's not a bad guess. And I'm not saying that that doesn't have anything to do with it. What is it? But I'm giving the high level mm-hmm. is that the, there's warm, wet air that comes from the Gulf of Mexico and it moves up, up through Texas. It's warm and wet. And then coming over the Rockies is cold is, is cold air coming from the West Coast. Yeah, so it was part of the Rockies. Just, just listen. It's, but it's really the coast. It's really the coast. No, it's the Rockies too. Because if you didn't have that, that mountain air to push the thundercloud up, it wouldn't work. No, from what I heard, it's that it's the it's that western. It's the basically the jet stream. No, but you need a mountain system to create lightning, right? Because you need the, thund- not- the thundercloud to rise up. Can in the I sky. say my thunder before you steal my thunder, real fast? Go ahead. Let me say my thing, and then you can dispute it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Here is what, according to Weatherman. Here is what happens. Warm, wet air moves up from the Gulf of Mexico, Mexico through Texas, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and Kansas. Yeah, the cold. Dry air mm-hmm. coming from the West Coast, it meets this warm, wet air in Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas. And basically, the movement and swirling of this air causes all these storms. And that's why that's like the thunder capital. Florida is a different beast. Can I talk about Florida? Then you can say your your point. Can I tell the people about Florida real fast? Go ahead. The reason Florida has so much lightning is because it is a peninsula surrounded on both sides by water. And so the land gets super hot. The air over the land gets super hot and dry and it, it raises. And then the cooler water from the air mixes with that hot air and causes storms. Basically, the causing of storms, I learned, is high level. It's just mixing of hot and cold air. How much hot and cold air you have mixing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what are you going to say about the Rocky Mountains? Cold air. I, I think that you got all the parts of the puzzle, except for the, the cold air coming from the Rockies is what meets out on the plains. Is what meets the hot air from the. Gulf. So you're saying the Rockies make the air colder, basically. Well, the, they cold, raise it the, up? Cold, the cold air comes over the Rockies, mm-hmm. right? And then it meets cold that and dry, right? It meets that warm air to produce that thundercloud that you get, right? Um, and the thing is, I think I think Col- it's like not until basically the edge of Colorado do do you mm. get the warm air from the Gulf of warm moist air from the Gulf of Mexico because Colorado is so dry. Okay. Yeah. So that's why it happens in Kansas and Oklahoma. If you look and at then the Florida US has it's a peninsula that has three bodies of water. Right, and so where is the cold air coming from in Florida? That's my question. Uh, the, the the water air is colder than than the, the land Gulf, air. The Gulf air is it like Atlantic Ocean and then yeah. and then Gulf? Yeah. So Gulf is warm, Atlantic Ocean's cold, and then they meet. And then the and then the air over the land itself is hot. So okay. you have basically three different temperatures. That's why it's crazy in there. All right. Florida has seventeen of the top thirty cities per lightning strikes. Not just lightning strikes. Shark bites also. Really? Yeah. Shark bite capital of the world, Florida, and lightning strikes. Tampa, Florida is the city with over half a million people that gets the most strikes. He said, dismissing Adam's point. I like your point. I'm just saying, Tampa, Florida, if you're looking at cities with over half a million people, Tampa, Florida gets the most strikes. Of of cities higher than 100,000, Adam, Mm -hmm. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and and Huntsville, Alabama, and Boise, Idaho are all the top. Okay, got it. Okay, I can see. So it all those, geography. so Louisiana and Alabama, Alabama makes sense. The one that's really crazy is Boise, Idaho, because Idaho is a very minimal lightning state. So it does show that, although the area you're in could be not really have any lightning, the city can have a lot of lightning. Yeah, no shit, monkey. I mean, yeah, California, mon- California doesn't have lightning except when you're in the Sierra Nevada area. Then there will be lots of lightning. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to the world real fast. Where in the world does lightning strike the most? I think you know the answer to this. Is it Venezuela? It is Lake Maracaibo. Mm. See, see what I did there? That's why I, I, I now Venezuela hates me. No, you did. You, that was close enough. We'll what, take that. what is it actually? I was gonna. It's Maracaibo. You said it was a little Spanish. No, I didn't. I didn't yeah, say it was did. Spanish. That's okay. No Maracaibo. Maracaibo. You the, that R that R that tongue touch your mouth with that R Maracaibo and the A is apple. 
Lake Miracop of Venezuela has 232.52, just 232 lightning strikes per square kilometer per year. Mm -hmm. So again, in the U.S., the this podcast is so interesting. The, that blue is my, snoring. My, our, the dog is snoring. My giant dog is in, snoring. In the U.S., yeah, Florida, the like the one of the biggest states, has 50 lightning strikes every two miles. Yep. In Venezuela, there's 232 lightning strikes every kilometer in the most lightning hit part of the world so 232 it's it's about five times and more. florida has 50 it's about five times it's about it actually well it's miles to kilometer it's about like seven or eight times more in this specific area lake maracaibo yeah has the most in the entire world lightning strikes right this okay. is lightning striking ever seven to eight times more than fucking florida. how many days a year does lightning strike lake maracaibo it's probably fucking like every day it's Three. seven to eight times more than florida if only i knew the answer if only you did. If only I knew it was 300 days a year. 10 hours a day. 300 days a year? 10 hours Nicknamed a day? the Everlasting Storm. Do you know why that's happening? Yeah. Did you oh, did good. you look at a map of it? I, I just saw that it was a lake. You're not one for maps, are you? Why don't you tell me why? So, Lake Maracaibo. It's like, it's like a circle, basically. And on all sides of the circle, there's mountain ranges. It's, mm -hmm. it's like a cup. It's cupped in between mountain ranges. The lake is? Yeah. The lake is between in four sides or three sides? On if there are four sides, on three sides there's mountain ranges, and on the fourth side it empties out into the Caribbean Sea, so the warm Caribbean Sea. Okay, so what's happening? So the what's warm air from the Caribbean comes and it meets the cold air from the mountain ranges, all three mountain ranges, and it just produces storms 300 days a year. Right. So is this? It's like a per, it's a perfect storm. Did you? Did it's fucking. It's fucking a swordfish. Swordfish boat. Swordfish. Yeah. It's Mark Wahlberg. It's a swordfish boat. It's a perfect storm. Coding is just like Swordfish, I find. Yeah. Hot Girls. Oh, you mean the movie, John Travolta movie? Yeah, the movie Swordfish. I find yeah. that software development is the same as Swordfish. While he's getting the blowy? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Great scene. Um, did you find that like lightning happens with the mixing of air? Does seem like the mixing of hot and cold air? Lightning happens with the mixing of air. Yeah, definitely. It's that you need, is you need Dude the, Nature 2021. You need that warm air from somewhere, right? You need mm -hmm. warm air and cold air. And that and moisture lake, and moisture and moisture. That lake is perfect because it it really does it really is surrounded by mountains except for the Caribbean Sea. So the it's very Caribbean unique. Sea gives it the 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 warm the, the warmness warm wet, the warm wet the warm wet the warm wet cold and, dry and then the cold dry made it. Yeah, there you go, dude. We have figured it out. Can you believe it? So I as much sun as Boulder gets, where it gets three hundred days of sunshine a year, mm -hmm. Lake Maracaibo gets lightning. So that's how much lightning it has. It defaults to lightning. It defaults to lightning. Yeah. It just is. If you wake up. So if you wake up, you're like, it's going to be lightning today. Yeah. I mean, Do, there, does anyone want to live there? I, I mean, I don't think they choose to live there, but there's lots of people living in the lake, you know, houseboats and, and such. I have a question that Ashley brought up last night when I like went over this outline with her. Right. Um, can lightning directly strike a body of water? Can it strike the lake? Because I was reading that they take tours out of the lake all the time. There's a tourism. There's like a bad idea, doesn't it? There's just listen, there's a, there's like a tourism industry at that lake for lightning. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So that sounds bad. Yeah. I mean, but how? But is it? Well, I'm just jumping to a part of my section that most people die in on lakes from lightning. Like that is where you get struck really? the most. Yeah. Is on fishing boats in lakes. Seems like the worst idea ever uh, to open, do that. Like an open top? Think about it. You're in a, you're in a lake. You're basically in a, fi a flat field. You're the tallest thing in the lake. No, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. You're going to get hit, basically. basically. That's you. Yeah. That's you're the one getting, getting off the positive, the positive charge. Um, the, Democrat, the Democratic Republic of Congo, runner-up, has four of the top ten places for lightning strike density. Congo? The Congo gets hit by tons of lightning. Really? Yeah. Wait, is that, is that Titicaca? Lake Titicaca? Is that where Titicaca is? I think that... I don't know if that's where Titty Kaka is. Why am I asking you? You're not. I'll ask the dog. Blue would have a better idea. Halftime, honey. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else about Lenny? It's cool shit, honestly. Right. I think I learned a lot about weather. We're gonna take a quick break, and then after break, it is time for halftime, honey. Is Lake Titicaca the deepest lake in the world? I think so. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's like, right? Yeah. Biggest lake or deepest lake? Deep. I think that's something else. Tahoe's pretty deep, Lake Tahoe. No, but what's the deepest lake in the world? Is it Titicaca? Is it Titcox? Just hold on. All 
right, like, this, Lake, Lake Baikal in Siberia is 5,315 feet deep. So what is Titcock? No idea. But Lake Baikal is 5,315 feet deep. That's insane. I can't believe a lake is that Damn, fucking is that deep. deep. Is there something down there? Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Nasty. This is the Halftime Honey Toast where we discuss and celebrate some absurd science in the news that is somehow related to our episode. So I find the story and Noah, well, he responds with his immediate thoughts. All right. So I raise my glass and Noah, what are we drinking today? You guys know what we're drinking. What are we fucking drinking? The Jack. Motherfucking Daniels. Hey, Jack. Hey, Jack. Stop trying to short us on the cents. Stop it. We fucking count. All right, we, we fucking count our bills. No, none of that. None of that Tennessee that apple. Shit. It's, give us, it's give us the honey. Two million dollars in one cent, not two million dollars. Bitches, bitches. So I raise my glass of the Jack Daniels honey, and I raise it to the father and son team who cracked the code of the Mars rover Perseverance, who last week Perseverance landed on Mars. They've cracked the code in the parachute um, that was released to the public. To figure out. I'm going to tell you more about it as soon as we toast. So here's the father and son team. A little bit confused. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Ooh. Is that a a 2020? That's a 2020. Interesting. 2019 was a better year. All right. So there's a French father and son team, right? They're both computer scientists. They cracked the code. But you and your son. (laughs) And your future son. son. Oh, my my blue. My dog. Me and my dog. Yeah, sure. Um. Sick, sick father and son team. So what the parachute looks like, right, is it is white. What do you mean by crack the code of the parachute? Okay. I'm sorry. You know, I'm explaining yeah, this like, terribly. Yeah, like, please explain this. Okay. Here's what the the parachute designer, the lead of the parachute design said. Okay. Okay? In a press release. He said, sometimes we leave messages in our work for others to find for the purpose of exploration. Like an Easter egg. Yeah. He said, so we invite you all to give it a shot and show your work. Okay. Uh, just for the people out there, an Easter egg is a thing that in a video game that people that like the designers leave that like you can find. You know, what? I think it actually comes from DVDs. Like people would leave Easter eggs in DVDs. Okay. You know when they have the menus? Sure. Keep going with this though. So it's explained. And right now it's not explained. It's an open. It's an open loop. All right. So check this out. The parachute has three different levels. It has the outer ring, a middle ring, and an inner ring. Okay. And all the rings are white, except some are not. Some parts of the rings are orange. Okay. So in this color coding of white and orange in the loops, there was a message. So what the father and son team did is they tried to figure out how to break this down into numbers. And they watched movies like they watched The Martian, right? You remember when, in The Martian when he basically translate um, translates things into letters? Yeah. Okay. They tried to break it down into, bi- into base two binary, right? But obviously that wasn't going to work. Was there like a data package that was public? No, it's just the parachute. It's a picture of the so parachute. So they saw the parachute and they, they were like orange, orange, white, here's the two, orange, Here's the two white. hints they had. One is the parachute, right? Okay. A great picture of the parachute. Yeah. And number two is someone telling them there's a message in there. Okay. The gotcha. lead of the parachute. And they were like one orange, one white, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. By the way, NASA put some serious time into designing this parachute because how fucking stupid would it have been if this Mars project like burned up in, the, in whatever little atmosphere Mars has because they had orange in the parachute instead of white. Just to deliver a message like this. Yeah, that'd be tough. So they were testing. They had tested it out beforehand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what they did is they translated it basically into 10-digit binary. So every 10 stripes. So you have three rings, right? And then you have about 100 stripes all around the parachute. Every 10 stripes, there was three white stripes. And they that was like a break of letters. That was like basically a period is what they figured out. Okay. And they then transferred the amount of orange in each section into ones and zeros and what it would be in binary is how I understand it. And? Okay. And what it said was dare mighty things, which was said by Teddy Roosevelt in 1899. And here is the speech by Teddy Roosevelt in 1899, which is referenced on the Mars Perseverance Parachute. Far better it is to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to take rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy much nor suffer much because they live in a gray twilight that knows not victory nor defeat. To dare mighty things. Perseverance, Rover, Mars. Thoughts? Um, 
Also thoughts on how I explained it and broke it down. Uh, it's too long. It was cool though. You you, you you broke it down good. But if we could have had that, that'd be even You better. done broke it down good, boy. You broke it down good, boy. Um, is Teddy Roosevelt the one that founded the parks or was that Theodore? Is that, or are they mm. the same person? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That mm. is overdue nature head. Oh, I think it's the same guy. You think it's the same guy? Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. It's cool that they put. It's cool they put a message in it. I think that's smart. Get people engaged. You know, dare. It's cool. cool. Dare, dare mighty things. Let, let's get people jazzed about about exploration. How again. did I feel about your, progress? How did I feel? How do I feel about that itself or your halftime hunting? How was segment? my How was my explanation of it? I think it was okay. I think it was a little long, but mm. I, I think it's a cool story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to my section about lightning in the human body. It's called "When People Meet Lightning" by Ad, by Doctor Adam Weitzman. Okay. It's called Banker. Love at First Sight. Love at First Sight. When Adam, lo- by Adam Weissman on the clock right on now. On the clock right now. Game. So you're a professional podcaster. Checking his, checking his chat? team's chat to make sure his Making light is sure on. sure is not getting Don't written. worry. It is on. Timesheet is submitted. Okay. So guess what? When it's storming outside, Noah, just stay fucking inside if you don't want to die. We're talking about lightning safety here? Lightning safety. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's do it. So I debated this with people. Yeah. Exactly. So how do people die from lightning? Okay. According to NOAA, what's NOAA stand for again? National Oceanic Atmosphere or something. Don't worry. I have to look it up every... The last one is care. what gets me. Yeah, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Okay. I always look From 2006 to 2013, these are the stats from lightning deaths in the US. 30... I'm just... I'm not going to stop right there. What do you think was the biggest cause of lightning deaths in the US? Being in water. Fishing deaths, 30 fishing deaths. Damn. 16 camping deaths, 14 boating deaths. So boating without fishing, I guess. Wow, so 44 with water. Great math, yes. Bang. 13 beach deaths. And oh, kind of water. What was the sport with the most deaths from lightning? Soccer. Yeah, how'd you know that? Outside. Yeah, on a big field. Yeah. Soccer had 12 deaths. Golf has eight. Okay, ranch, Damn it. Ranching and farming are the jobs with the most lightning related deaths at yeah. 14. So actually in the U.S., we have very, very, very low lightning deaths. We're averaging 47 lightning deaths per year. Whereas India averages over 2,000 per year. 2,000 in well, India? Obviously, they have, much, they have more people than we have by, by like a factor what of three. What is yeah. happening? They have 2,000 people die by lightning? Well, wouldn't you know it? If you're poor and you're a farmer, there's a way higher chance of you getting struck by lightning. I'm going to get into that in just a second. You, but another really cool do you, stat. Do you know what state has the highest deaths of lightning? What state in India? In the United States. Uh, I believe it is the state that produces. Oh, in the United States? Yep. It is Florida. That's right. Florida. Florida. So not only does Florida have the most lightning deaths, Florida also has the most, most shark deaths. What kind of shark? Question for you. Tiger. Did I fucking nail it? Bull shark. Bull shark. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Bull shark. Not bull a shark. Apparently they're very aggressive. You ever Have you ever scuba dove with bull sharks? No. Okay. That would um, be terrifying. Your chance in the US of being struck by lightning and killed is one in fifteen thousand. Damn. In the U.S. Uh, okay. What, what's shark? What's shark attack? Right. Well, shark attack is one in four million. Of oh. course, if you are someone that doesn't go to the beach at all, you're not going to be attacked by a shark, right? Mm-hmm. Unless it's a land shark. So obviously, your odds go down. You keep going. It's uh, a good section. Sorry. All right. Um, male or female? Who dies more from lightning? Males are idiots. Males. The males die more. They run, they, Should I do my Obama? Should I do my Obama right now? All right. I'm just going to tell the listener. Adam's working on Obama. It's pretty good. Here we go. Ready? Give it to them. But do it good. Shit. Okay. Now I'm on the spot. I believe in this country that the women were actually much more important than the men. And Title IX was the greatest thing that's happened to this country. Long time. I don't know why it is about... That was good. The I don't pro- know why it's about gender, but I, it's just my Obama... It's just my yeah, Obama. A couple of things for the people. One, yeah. that was actually good. I think the pressure made it better for you. Yeah. And uh, he he said that I on believe. a podcast. Yeah. There you go. So we're quoting it. Uh, 81% of all fatalities in the time period of 2006 to 2013 are from men. Okay. Men. men. 81% are from men? 81%. Yeah. I knew it was fucking idiot men running around. Right. So four out of every five lightning deaths are from men. Yeah, of course. So take that take that uh, with what you will. But so most of the deaths are are by far from boating, from fishing, boating, anything to do with lakes and water. Yeah. Okay, because you're outside. Okay, so then like how do the tour boats go on lightning tours safely? 
Yeah, I'm not sure about the lightning tour. You must have to be a rub. Is it rubber? Are you rubber I got boating? It. I got it. Like, what are you? I got in? it. I got it. I go to Lake Maracaibo, right? I started a lightning company. Here's what I get a sick boat. I get a metal caged boat. It has a big lightning on it. It's like the lightning tour. I don't tour, think you want a metal boat. caged boat. <laughs> no, if you if you have a metal cage, it's not metal cage. Um, rubber. Because your car is one of the safest places to go when it's storming outside. So they probably have the same effect in a boat. If the boat gets struck by lightning, you're probably fine. If it has a cage. Wait, wait. The car. Do you know why a car is safe? Why is a car safe? Rubber tires. Something about the rubber tires breaks the electrical charge. See, so the rubber would be an insulator, right? So what I'm saying is with the boat. Like I don't what think, fucking but but they do tours out in the lake. I know I I don't agree with the rubber tires. I think it's because of the the amount of insulation from you and the outside of the car. There's obviously some insulation there. No, right? it's the rubber tires. Keep going though. I don't think it has anything to do with the rubber tires. I think you can have the same effect with the boat, as well. Okay, so where do these lightning deaths take place? Well, you already kind of covered that, right? Pretty much. Um, let's go to India, actually. In 2018, India had 2,357 lightning deaths. And why do they have so many lightning deaths? Well, it's because of the monsoon season. In India, basically, what the farmers have to do is they have to plant their crops as close to the monsoon season as possible, or else their crops are going to dry out. Okay. So, when is the in India? Yeah, when the rains yeah. start is when they run out to plant their crops. And, and of course, when the rains are starting, they're in the middle of their fields when there's fucking lightning going on outside. That's why there's so many deaths. So that's why it it um, affects them so yeah. much. So that's a huge issue. It's a them. huge issue. Because they have to plant the crops during the lightning season. Yeah. In 2017, there was over 100 deaths in a single day. Oh, wow. In some of the northern provinces of India. Yeah. So it's a big issue. Um, land area, like Noah was saying, Florida, most deadly for sharks and most deadly for lightning. Although you're much, much, much more likely to die from a lightning strike than you are from a great white shark or a bull shark. As you were saying, uh, look, Noah, you already talked about Lake Maracaibo, right? I have nothing really to add about it, except it has a fuck ton of lightning, really. Known as the never ending storm. So who dies from lightning? People in boats. Okay. Who dies from lightning? Let's talk about some of the survivors of multiple strikes. Let's first talk about Alexander Mandon. He was a Colombian serving in the Colombian army who was struck three times before he was discharged. Damn. Yeah. Three, Three times. times. Okay, so here is what does the he, does he give off a lot of positive positive vibes, positive particles, a lot of positive vibes. He's a lot of he's a positive guy. The town doctor, where he was from in Colombia, here is the solution that he told Alexander: You should sit in the ground, dig a hole, sit in the ground, have your friends fill up the hole with dirt, and then the electric charge will run out of your body into the ground. And that's exactly what they did. There's a picture of him with his head above the ground, buried alive. Wait, why did, wait, what, when, before or after the strike? After the strikes. After a strike, they threw him in a pit and buried him. After his three strikes, yeah. He got hit three times in a row? Well, he never got hit again, so maybe it worked. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, back up. He got hit three times in a row or three different times? He got hit three different times. So what time did they bury him? After the third time, when because it, it was an issue, right? You wouldn't bury him for lightning if he hadn't Wait, been hit before. so were they thinking that for some reason he attracted the lightning more than others? Yeah. What what was that reason? I don't know. Seems like he's giving off he's legit giving off more positive particles. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's legitimately attracting lightning more than other people. Okay, That's well, so weird. Let me tell you about something even crazier. Okay. We're going to talk about the story of the world's unluckiest man. Do you know of him? The world's unluckiest man? Yeah. His name is Christian Pulisic. Yeah. Okay. It is, unfortunately. His name is Roy Sullivan. The world's unluckiest man. He okay. was a park ranger in Shenandoah National Park in Virginia. Okay. And he got hit by lightning a lot of times. I'm not going to tell you how many times. We're just going to walk through each time. Yeah, it sounds good. So the first time he was hit, he was outside a fire watchtower because he's a park ranger. The watchtower was on fire. Somehow the fire tower was on fire itself. So he ran right. out. He ran out in the storm and he got hit by lightning and <sighs> singed all his hair off. So when people say they got hit by lightning also... It's very rare to have a direct hit, like the lightning right. come from the cloud to hit you. Okay. Right, right, right. It, a direct hit because when lightning strikes, the the air around it is five times hotter than the sun. Can you survive a direct hit? Is it possible like at all? Yeah, you can survive a direct hit. Du- what? Yeah. Okay, so so how do people usually get hit by it? Um, Hitting water? It usually like- hits like it'll hit a metal fuse box next to you and jump to you. Yeah. Maybe. 
or it'll hit something. It might hit like 30 feet away and the blast will just knock you out or something like that. Yeah. And that counts as, in quotes, being hit I by lightning, you. right? Okay. So it singed off all of his hair. This is a common theme. His hair got singed off many, many times. So that was the first time, okay? The second time he was driving his car on patrol. The lightning hit a metal telephone pole box and then it jumped in through the car window to hit him. He passed what? out and his car was like teetering over the side of a cliff. Because he had the window open? Because he had the window open. Exactly. It, wait, so it hit a telephone pole. Yep. And then went into his window? It hit a telephone pole and then went into his window and hit him. World's most unlucky man. That's what we're Why talking about. Why did it pick him out? Why did lightning pick him? Uh, in the car, like the whole car... Like the inside of the car. I, I don't know. I, maybe it went inside and hit something metal in the car and he was in the car. I don't know. I mean, he. it starts to affect his psyche, as we're going to get into in just one second, right? Like, why is the lightning chasing me? I bet. Okay. Third time, he got hit in his front yard in the shoulder. The fourth time. <laughs> Holy the shit. The fourth time, he was right outside the ranger station. He got hit in the shoulder again, burned off all of his hair. So this is the time how, when things started to get really weird. How messed up is he? Is, is this true? This is insane. So all of these stories, right, you might think that they weren't true, right? Who the fuck is Roy Sullivan to be saying this shit? All of these stories were corroborated by the park superintendent. Yeah. So that's the evidence that we have to suggest that it's true. All right, keep going. So this is when things started getting weird, right? Yeah. Roy was convinced that clouds were now following him. His friend. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The fucked up part is, it's a little, there's, there's some fucked up part of the story, right? I'll just say at the end of the story, Roy shoots himself in the head. Suicide. What? After it, in bed, when he's in bed with his fourth wife. Okay. But building up to that part, right? Roy is now convinced that he was being followed by clouds. People start, stopped hanging out with him outside because they didn't want to get struck by lightning just by associating with him. Okay. He would run away from clouds now all the time. He carried a bottle of water with him everywhere to put out the lightning that was going to set his hair on fire. He just carried water with him to do that, not to hydrate. Was this after time number four? This is after time four. Okay, let me talk about Roy's wife. Roy's wife got struck in the backyard while Roy was right next to her. Okay, what is going on with these I two? I don't know. The fifth time, Roy was on patrol in the park. He saw a cloud that he swore was once again following him. He got out of his car and he got hit again. Don't get out of your car in a lightning storm, okay? Stay in the car. Stay in the car. Sixth time, Roy was again convinced that the cloud was following him. And this time, he saw the bolt coming straight for him. You saw it from the sky. Once again, took all his hair off and eyebrows. This is time number seven? That was time six. Okay. Time seven. Roy was fishing on a lake. He was struck, and as he got out of the boat, he was attacked by a bear. The bear tried to steal the salmon that Roy had caught, which I guess he took off the boat after he got struck by lightning, and he fended it off with a stick. He said it was the 10th time he had to fend off a bear with a stick. Okay, well, that's a little suspicious. And then, of course, I had the 10th time he fended off a bear with a stick. Right. Okay, so um, now, you know. Well, I mean, the part did superintendent said it was legit. Did it fry his mind? Absolutely. Fucking. Yeah, if you look at the story of lightning survivors, a lot of them have mental damage, like memory loss or, or hearing loss, or there's just, there's, it messes you right up. You get hit by lightning, there's a good chance that you lose limbs, fingers, or your brain won't be But the most same. of this is corroborated. Most of the strikes, at least. It is. All the strikes. Okay. All the strikes. So is there any research out there with- To suggest pe- why he did it. To suggest, no, well, to suggest that some people are um, attract lightning more? No. It does, okay. No. No. I mean, the, the odds of him getting struck are so, that many times, seven times in a row, are so rare that it's like 10 to the 32. One in 10 to the 32. It's yeah, like a ridiculous yeah, number. Yeah, okay. But the, it seem, there seems to be some people that get struck multiple times. There are definitely, there are more people that get struck multiple times. Okay, well then, are some people giving off more positive charges? I don't know. I don't know. Is there no research on that? Should we do research on it? It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I wonder why. I mean, it's a sad ending where he shot himself. Obviously, maybe things weren't going great for him, right? What if you got hit seven times by lightning? What would you be thinking about yeah, the world? Yeah, it, fuck, it would fuck you up. Okay. So that's the story of Roy Sullivan, the world's most unlucky Seven times man. hit by lightning. Seven times hit by lightning. Poor guy. RIP. We're going to do one more musical break, and after that is time for Open Kimono. Okay. Poor Roy. Sad story.
This is the open kimono where we freely talk and discuss our final thoughts on the topic and we leave nothing to the imagination, Noah. So what is your open kimono on this episode? RIP Roy. And I'm really interested in do, is there something to suggest that some people give off more positive particles to connect with the negative particles from the cloud? Is there something to suggest that, that that's why there's a lot of people that get hit multiple times by lightning? I'm interested in that. If Research anyone knows anything about that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Johns Hopkins. Johns Hopkins, baby. Get What's your it. open kimono? Uh, my open kimono is that... I don't know if I have an open kimono. With my final thoughts on lightning? Yeah. Um, What do you... Did you look in safety? What do you do on a hike? Oh, here's what I'll do for my, my lightning talk. I'll give a safety talk. Give a safety talk to the people. Okay. You're on a hike. You're at the top of a mountain and a storm rolls in. Okay. You're on top of a mountain. Get off the mountain. Go down. You shouldn't. You should already know. Lightning comes in the early afternoon. Okay. Right. So you want to end your and during lightning season. You want to end your hikes early. Okay. But now I'm on the top of the mountain. So now you're on the top of the mountain. You didn't plan, right? I didn't plan. Okay. So you want to go down the mountain and preferably get into a car. Yeah. Now, now what you're gonna say is that you don't have a car, right? Yeah. I'm at the top of the mountain and lightning is striking all around me. What do I do? Okay. Go into a wooded area with medium-sized trees. I'm at the top of the mountain above the tree line. Go into some trees. Should I move or should I lay flat on the ground? No, you should get into some trees. And then what you're going to do is assume the lightning position. Which okay? is? Pull your pants down and you're going to bend down and touch your toes. And I will show you where the wild goose goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, what's the actual lightning position? You, you crouch down on the balls of your feet. Okay. That's the only part touching the ground. And you, you hug your knees and you put your head in between your knees. So therefore, the only thing touch you're as close to the ground as possible. You're not laying down, and so your head is between your knees. If you're if you're with someone else, you need to spread out like 50 yards away. So if one person gets hit, then someone else can help them. What is the logic of lightning position? Just that your head is far you're as away? low as possible. Your head is protected, and you're only touching the ground with, with your butt. With your not your butt, the balls of your feet. What? So, so you're crouching? Yeah. When we were doing like outdoor training, when we were doing like outdoor trip leading, backpacking, um, we were doing a training and there was a huge lightning storm in this area. We were in Vermont and they had everyone get out of their tents because tent poles attract lightning. Everyone get out of their tents, spread out. It's freezing cold and it's raining like fucking crazy and there's wind and lightning. Everyone spread out, go into the trees and assume the lightning position. So... The tough part is that you're out of your tent and it's cold. So you like hypothermia, right? Is a thing. Can you get hit by lightning in your tent? Because of the tent poles, you want to get out of your tent. Gee, that, really? That's, that's what we were told. Yeah. Someone might want to check that. Oh, I have hypotenuse still. All right. I'm going to check. I'm going to check. But that. I'm pretty sure you want to get out of your tent because of the poles. Um, so how long were you in lightning position for? Uh, an hour. And then, it's, and then it passed? Yeah. Fun. I did. I did it. I did it one more time again in the field. Did everyone get out of their tents and do it? And it's miserable. I don't really know. Like, what's the trade-off with hypothermia, right? Like, if it's if it's really cold outside, right? You know, it's like a. That's interesting about the middle pole. Hey, <coughs> I'm at the top of a mountain, yep. and lightning rolls in. Yep. And I'm really far from the tree line. What do you do at that case? So you can't go into. The, you just you need to go down your checklist, right? You can't go into a car. You can't go into the trees. No. So now you have to tell me what to do. So there's no trees anywhere? No. I'm at the top of the mountain. There's trees. This is just so annoying. I'm at the top of the mountain. Lightning's going everywhere. The trees are far away. There's no way I should be running standing up. So now, so you've like been a huge idiot, right? I'm a huge Maybe idiot. Maybe you deserve to get struck by lightning at this point. That's the answer? Just assume the lightning position. Okay. Don't worry about it. Assume the lightning position. Assume the lightning position. Shout out to... Tongue eating louse, shout out to the lightning loving Kraken on the ice planet. No, any shout outs? Shout out to Lake Maracaibo in Venezuela and the dudes giving lightning tours with just fruits on them. Yeah, shout I mean, out to eventually lightning Eventually, they're going to get hit, right? Guys, you can find us on Instagram at dude underscore nature. We have our own website, themothershipdudenature.com. Check us out there as well. Shout out to our Australian listeners. Yeah, shout out to our Australian listeners. Shout out. Shout out to our listeners in uh, Bratislava as well. We love you. We're huge in Bratislava. Huge in Bratislava. We will see you next time. See you guys next time.